You're listening to CTO Bob with Bob Pellerin. Thank you for tuning in to the seventh episode of the CTO Bob podcast. Today we'll be continuing our discussion with Seth Goodling of Acronis. So in the last podcast, we discussed bare metal recovery. We went through disaster recovery plans. We talked about tapes. We talked about external backups. And we talked about some of the Acronis solutions. Now I'd like to talk specifically about cloud-based backups. In the cloud for Acronis is, is, has become more and more relevant. Uh, we do we do play a lot in the SMB and the small the medium sized businesses and, and there we, we there was a big need for companies to have and want that data off site. A typical small business, if it's a, if it's a even if it's a, a bank with one or two offices, they still the off site and encrypted is still a big need for them and we sort of recognized that need and started putting data centers in. Uh and what we built into the product with the with the 11.5 release is the ability within a dropdown. So it's when you're picking up when you're picking your backup destinations, uh, you've got uh, the list of everything that you have access to. Also included in that dropdown list is the ability to send that data off to the Acronis cloud. So your backups are created, uh, backups are made, and then that file is sent offsite to the Acronis cloud. Normally, everything that we do is, a, is a, a, on a per host. Uh, in this case, it's a, it's a subscription. Uh, so you could buy a yearly subscription to the Acronis Cloud. Your backups are offsite. Uh, they're encrypted. You can, you can view the data that's being stored there. You can view the files there. Uh, it's, it's just giving the, the, our customers another option in terms of, of backup destinations. Um, disk to disk to cloud is, a, is almost a the perfect scenario for a small business. If something happens, yeah, restore locally. Always recommend that. It's going to be faster. Uh, it's going to be easier. But having that those, those backups in the cloud um, is, is a, a nice addition for them. Uh, we've been we've been uh, adding that into our products and giving customers the ability to do that uh, in the last couple versions. And uh, we're seeing that side of our business grow pretty rapidly. Uh, we're expanding that into a, a true uh, service provider model as well, where the service provider can can have their customers send their backups uh, into our cloud also. Now, I'd like to continue the conversation we had in the last podcast regarding disaster recovery. I had mentioned that for some people, a disaster sounds like it's a earthquake, a you know fire, brimstone falling from the skies. And I've seen things as simple as a sprinkler goes off and it completely uh, trashes your server room. Now, could you help me elaborate some scenarios and perhaps uh, get your opinion on disaster recovery and what you've seen out there in the field? Disaster is not always a disaster. Uh, a disaster doesn't have to be a natural disaster. It, 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 and everyone has their, their sort of their own idea of what a disaster may be. Um, you mentioned the sprinklers. That's a that's a great example. But I think customers really should look, and people should really look at, at sort of their environment and look at at what possibly can go wrong, and and try and set up a disaster recovery plan around that, and making sure if they if they have their office by a river and that they know that river floods, you know, think about getting that data offsite. If 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 um, they've got bad neighbors upstairs, uh, think about that and sort of put that in place and create a disaster recovery plan around those possible scenarios and, and make sure 
you test your backups. If I can summarize what a disaster recovery plan takes into account, generally we have things like a list of all providers. And don't forget to have the account numbers as well as emergency phone numbers. Generally, I have this in a book uh, pasted in the server room with the senior IT individuals, perhaps if it's a smaller company with the president as well, so that he has access to this in case it's midnight, there's a fire, you need to understand who do I call, how do I get this back up. Also, you have to think about power generation. You probably have a battery source, a UPS, uninterruptible power supply. Those will work for a finite amount of time, so you'll want to have a backup plan to that. Does your building have generators? Do you have a, an agreement with them to keep those generators providing you with power? Also figure out, right from the get-go, what are your critical systems? And please make sure that this is something both management and IT can agree on so that you know exactly what at a minimum needs to be brought back for your corporation to be able to get back into business quickly. You can think of things such as redundant off-site equipment. Obviously include things like uh, network-related uh, equipment. And something that seems to be left out is workspace. It's nice to say, hey, we can recreate the server room, but if you're critical individuals can't work because they have nowhere to work from, then that could be an issue. I'd recommend when you start this process that you go through your internal inventory to see which systems you truly need in a time of crisis. They'll probably include things like emails, databases, your files, whether they be legal documents that you need on an ongoing basis. Don't forget the accounting system, the CRM, the ERPs, your website if it's hosted internally, I'd like to bring three documents to your attention. One is from the NIST, the National Institute for Standards and Technology. They have a document numbered SP800-34, which is basically a contingency planning guide for the information technology systems. I'd recommend that you find that on the internet and uh, peruse that. There's also from the uh, ISO, or the International Organization for Standardization. They have the ISO 24762, which is Guidelines for Information Communication Technology Disaster Recovery Services. There's also an update to this document, or rather is a follow-up, which is the ISO 27031, which dates back to 2011. And that's a guideline for the information and communication technologies readiness for business continuity. We'll go ahead and post a link to those three documents on the website. And I'd like to thank Acronis and specifically Seth Goodling for being on the podcast a second time. And I'm sure we'll have you again in the future. Thanks for tuning in to this short podcast. No problem. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it, Bob. <laughs> if you have questions or comments or suggestions for future podcasts, please go to www.ctobob.com. The opinions of the host and of the guests are their own and may or may not reflect the opinions of this website. This podcast is copyright 2014 and is written and produced by Bob Pelling.